Call from mom. Answer it. Call silenced. Instacart knows nothing gets between you and the game. That's why they make ordering from your couch easy. Stock up today and get all your groceries for the week delivered in as fast as 30 minutes without missing a minute of the game. You have 47 new voicemails. Download the app to get free delivery on your first three orders while supplies last. Minimum $10 per order. Additional terms apply. We really need new phones. T-Mobile will cover the cost of four amazing new iPhone 15s. And each line is only $25 a month. New iPhone 15s? It's better over here. Only at T-Mobile get four iPhone 15s on us and four lines for $25 per line per month with eligible trade-in when you switch. Minimum of four lines for $25 per line per month with auto-pay discount using debit or bank account. $5 more per line without auto-pay, plus taxes and fees. Phone fee at 24 monthly bill credits for well-qualified customers. Contact us before canceling accounts to continue bill credits or credit stop and balance on required finance agreement due. $35 per line connection charge applies. Ctmobile.com. It's Jeremy White and Joe DiBiase. We use the stars for a lot of things. Like, what, navigating? How many times did you use the stars for navigating in your life? Make a right and turn. Wait, 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 no, 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 no. It means bear right, no. not there. It said right, so take a right. It can't mean that. There's well, a light there. He knows where it's going. This is the the machine knows. This is the light. Stop yelling at me. No, it's Stop up there. Yelling. There's no light here. How do I know if I'm going east or west? Never eat salty waffles. N-E-S-W. I can't even just look up. I gotta, like, lean forward to look up through the windshield, be like, oh, is that is that the North Star there? Which means I want to go left of that. On WGR Sports Radio 550. Jeremy White off today. Sal Capaccio is in. Morning, Sal. Did you watch the uh, the All-Star Players draft last night for hockey? No, I didn't. I was there also something going on with the Pro Bowl games? Maybe there was something going there, on everywhere. There last was. Night. I'm like, Wait a minute. I, I I did not get to. <laughs> I, I didn't get to any of that. Actually, believe it or not, uh-huh. we watched Press Your Luck in my living room last night. Press that's your. What, that's what our family watched. Press Your Luck. The wait. Press whammies, Your no, Luck. Whammies, no whammies. No whammies. No whammies. No whammies. Stop. Right. The like eighties game show. The new that, version. There. Oh, okay. There's a new version of. Yes. It. Okay. I thought you meant. Like, yeah, yeah, yeah. It's with uh, Elizabeth Banks. Okay. Yeah, Elizabeth Banks. No, it's on ABC. Like it's a prime time. Elizabeth Banks now is the host, and um, huh. last week it was on, and I had to explain to Yana and Max about when I was a kid and mm-hmm. watched Press Your Luck and what it was all about and the whammies. Remember how Jeremy explained it to you the one day, and yes. the whammy comes out and all that, yes. right? Yep. And I used to watch it too, and I was laughing when Jeremy was explaining it, and I'm like, "Yep, I used to watch this all the time." So they thought, "Oh yeah, that's really cool," and we watched it. And then last night it was on again, and I'm like, "Oh, Press Your Luck is on again." And we watched that. So yeah, that's what we did. I did not watch, sorry, the all-star player draft. So go back to what you were saying. No, I mean, I was, same thing. Like, we were watching a TV show that we've been binge watching in the last couple of weeks. We've been watching Ozark, by the way, if anyone's interested. Uh, oh, yes. Netflix. Wait, you've never, you've never completed it yet? Never. Had never watched it. Had never dove in. Love it. We're in season four, Where I think. are you in this right now? Like, early okay. season four. A couple episodes it in. Is, it is... A great series. It's a great yeah. series. Jason Bateman's so good it, in the, in this. I mean, oh. they all are, but super into it. But like, same thing. Like, yeah. it's I, I guess it's a Thursday night, so we've had a couple of weeks here in between without anything. You know, no no Amazon Prime Thursday night football games for it's been about a month, um, even maybe a little bit more than that. So y- you've already gone through your withdrawal on Thursday nights, I guess. Mm-hmm. But you had something. 
last well, night. I mean, you had I, well I for me for me too. I will tell you, Joe. Before you get to that, yeah. for me, it's last night was wait a minute. If there's no well, there's no Thursday night football, right? No college football. Sometimes you get Tuesday, Thursday Mac action, right? Mac action, yep. and then th- right now this week, last night. No Sabres game, no Syracuse basketball game. That's mm-hmm. why I'm like, all right, what is going on here? Right. All right, press your luck. Let's just land on that. That's that's pr- pretty much where I ended up too. Which which leads me to wonder, like, is is this the is this arguably the worst sports weekend of the year? Not because there's nothing happening. Mm. I mean, you have college basketball. You have I think the NBA still going this weekend. I mean, you have the Premier League if you want it uh, for soccer fans out there, but. You're really getting uh, if you're if you're if you're someone that is all in like the it's mostly football and hockey for you because that's the, that's what your city has, and then this week shows up and it's the All Star games, and one of them in the Pro Bowl is not even like a real game anymore, which might make it more entertaining. But right, you asked like weren't they doing something at the Pro Bowl games last night? I didn't realize Sal that they they were doing anything until I saw highlights of like Stefan Diggs playing dodgeball. Which I guess is what they was going on last night. I don't know. Were they playing dodgeball last night? I don't even know. They I were just playing, there yeah. was a okay. There was an interview with Baker Mayfield. And I'm like, oh, and he was talking about because I'm wait, I'm like, wait, wait, okay, this has got to be this year. Baker Mayfield wasn't there last year, mm-hmm. so there's something, and that came across like my social media feed. So I was thinking, okay, yeah, this is a uh, it's a tough week. There's not a lot going on. I'm not I'm not big into these all star events and games, and you know, especially I think when. When the Bills are good and they don't get there to the Super Bowl, mm-hmm. it kind of even makes it m- even more so I don't want to watch a lot of this stuff, right? Because it's like, I they shouldn't be there. We should be preparing for a Super Bowl. And then, you know, there's, there's only one Sabre in this, right? Darlene's the only yep. one in this whole entire All-Star weekend yep. doing anything. So, yeah, even then, Joe, it makes it way less investing for me. You know, I, I'm way less invested in it. But I'm not even super excited about it in any respect, to be quite honest with you. Yeah, I've pretty much ended up there myself also. Does everybody go through the same stages for All-Star Games, which is you're a kid and you love them or you at least like are entertained by them enough to want to watch them? And like, oh, look, there's Peyton Manning throwing the ball to Eric Moulds when I'm a kid. And like, that was really cool, I thought. Um, not realizing that the game itself didn't really matter. Didn't even, didn't care. Like, Bills weren't a playoff team ever. It wasn't upset they weren't in the Super Bowl. It was, there's a super good quarterback throwing the ball to my guy. So everyone as a kid think a lot of people like them as, all, as you know, what they are. And then, I don't know, does everyone reach a point where they want to fix them? And then maybe I'm now arriving at a point where it kind of sounds like you are, which is just they are what they are, just let them exist, and I'm just going to do something else over here. Mm, probably right, but I mean, I'll even say even more so. When I was a kid, uh, and getting into like a teenager or whatever, getting into college years, that time period, yes, that was right. And then the Bills go to four Super Bowls, they lose them all, and then guess what happened in those Pro Bowl years? They had three... MVPs, the Bills did, in the Pro Bowl. Mm-hmm. Bruce Smith was, I'm looking now, Bruce Smith was the MVP in 87. Jim Kelly was the Pro Bowl MVP in 90. And Steve Tasker was the Pro Bowl MVP in 92. Wow. So, yeah, so the first year, so that. after the Bills lose to the Giants on the kick at the end, like, the, the Pro Bowl was the following year after all the, every year. It was not where it is now, right? It was after the Super Bowl. Right. And, like, literally the week later, Jim Kelly is the MVP of the Pro Bowl. 
And a couple of years after that, the Bills lose the Super Bowl. Steve Tasker is the MVP of the Pro Bowl the week after that. Hmm. So, very different from what you got yesterday. I almost feel like I wish I just turned it on, just to take a look at it. Uh, and uh, weirdly, the thing that almost got me there was when I saw Bills fans making fun of Tua for finishing in last place in the precision passing uh, yesterday. That, I, don't, wow. I don't know. I don't. I don't want to be mean to Tua, but you know, we all have our opinions of quarterbacks, and I'm usually on the uh, the more pessimistic end when it comes to him. He was also, by the way, not not a great day for him. I don't think uh, when it comes to like we're fans trolling him today because not only did he finish last in precision passing, he also was featured in a Paramount mm-hmm. Plus commercial where he didn't have the arm strength to throw something up a hill. So Joe, I I, like, <laughs> I could not believe. I'm like, is this real? Right. Like, like I did. Is the ad real? Because yes, I'm watching. I'm like, wait a minute. He says, I don't think I can get it up there. Basically, and I'm like, is he making fun of himself? And then, and then, mm-hmm. uh, Picard. What's his name? Um, oh, the uh, actor Patrick Stewart. Right? Isn't, isn't Patrick Stewart? Yeah, yes. Patrick Stewart. He yeah. says to him, "Not built for the moment, huh?" <laughs> and I'm like, wait a minute. What is going on here? Right, I've got Patrick Stewart make, you, telling Tua, "You're not I built mean, for the moment." After he I mean, couldn't throw something up a, up a yes. hill. Yeah, you people yeah. gotta go watch this. It's the same. It's the it's one of those Peppa Pig ones. It's the same kind of thing yeah. with Josh Allen and Peppa Pig. And in fact, not to spoil it, Peppa Pig makes an appearance here. So, like, yeah, go watch it. And I'm I, I couldn't actually believe that it was real. It's real, mm. right? It's a, are they actually running this commercial? I I think that, so because yeah, I'm like that's Tua. And there's all these actors and actresses you'll recognize. Yep. It's super weird and cheesy, but it's also funny. But go watch it. And yeah, you're right. <laughs> I, I, I couldn't yeah. believe it. I couldn't believe that he signed off on that as agents. <laughs> I mean, I guess, you know, he must just not care, which he, he will right. say, um, even though other times he'll say he will care. Uh, so I was surprised by that. But anyways, like, I, I thought, like, I was watching some of the highlights of these things. The the precision passing thing I thought was actually like the number one. Like, how good are guys at this? Like, oh, Jalen Hurts, not so good at hitting these moving targets. Meanwhile, Baker Mayfield is just hitting them one after the other, and Geno Smith is hitting them. Um, and the other ones, like, like uh, they got the long snappers involved, I guess, which actually looked kind of cool. Like, they were playing a game. Mm-hmm. Um, the dodgeball element, I don't know if I needed that part, but... They had a closest to the pin challenge. They were catching punts. Did you see this? This was, I think they called it high stakes. Yeah, high stakes. Mm. Where they were catching punts, but then they had to hold on to the football, and it was how many punts in a row can you catch while not dropping a football? Like, you have to hold on to all of them at the same time, and at the end you've got a guy holding like eight footballs while he's trying to catch a ninth football. So... We're into wow. that. We're into who, that. How are they getting the? How, where are the punts coming from? Like a machine? It's like a. It's one of those. Yeah. What do you call those machines that like shoots the football? Yeah, jugs the machine. The jugs machine. Yeah. So so what about? I remember. Wasn't there a time where they like dropped balls out of a helicopter to see if guys could catch the ball from really high up? That sounds familiar. They maybe even was that like that might have been recent, wasn't it? Um, I th- that might have been recent. That they were getting creative with it, and they were dropping footballs out of a helicopter. I'm looking now, but I don't see anything. I think I, I think it might have. Been. I'm not sure. Actually, to be honest with you, like, so as far as talent is concerned, right? That is, yep, part of it. Real. I mean, you're you're going with the entertainment value, but if you just take it from a pure 
pure talent standpoint of, wow, these people are really good at what they do. Mm-hmm. The long snapping thing, like when you can I, – I didn't, I didn't watch it. You could tell me what they did, but mm-hmm. I'm thinking right now about precision long snapping. That is super hard. Like it's got to be. You got to be really talented. Mm-hmm. There's been trick shot long snappers. We've seen those guys on you know, YouTube and things like that. And I think the Bills had one. No, the Bills had the trick shot quarterback. But there have been guys who do that. Yep. And you can set things up and they have to hit like target practice. Like think about how hard that is. Snapping a ball between your legs back 10 to 15 yards and knocking like a cup off something. Right? Like that to me is I- I'll watch that because they're just so good at what they do. Yeah. No, you're so <laughs> to your point, like growing up playing Madden, Madden I don't even think had the long snappers in the video game until recently. Mm. So when you were growing up, it was like you had a long snapper position, and usually it would just be whoever your center was. Like if I played with the Bills in like Madden 10, then like Eric Wood would have been the long snapper, and he would have been like an 85 at it. And then last night, I didn't watch, I only watched some of the highlights of this after the fact, so I did see like what the skills competition was for the long snappers, and they were basically, yeah, they were hitting it into... Small holes that have different point values on a board that were however far away. There was like a golden ball, whatever. Mm-hmm. And at the end of it, like Jason Kelsey tried it. Like he was one of the participants. And I don't think, like thinking back and watching it now again, there's like a minute on the clock. I don't think he hit anything until there was like five seconds left on the clock. Like he couldn't, he couldn't do it. So. I would speak to, right, like long snapping is not just, hey, you can't just like really show up and, and okay. do it. Okay. All right, so I actually, have you ever tried it? I've never, maybe once, like messing around at football practice. Okay, I, yeah. I'm, I'm looking now, I'm going back to see when this was. Five years ago, five years ago, it would have been uh, 2019, mm-hmm. we did this. Reed, Reed Ferguson, I have a video, I have a video of Reed, it's a five minute long video, Reed Ferguson tried to teach me how to long snap. Okay. I'm going to post this. I'm going to put this out on X. I'm going to put this out on Twitter and direct people to it. It's on my YouTube channel. It was. It went horribly wrong for me. It was kind of embarrassing, but also just shows you how hard it is. And mm-hmm. I'm like, oh, I can do this. Like, I've been around football. I'm an athlete. It is not easy. And, like, I'm like, holy cow, how can I not get this right? It was so frustrating. It, it kind of reminds me of, like, golf sometimes where it seems like it should be so easy to make a shot. And you're like, why can't I do this? Yeah. And I just couldn't do it. I'm going to I'm gonna put it out there. You'll see it. And Reed is teaching me how. And we had um, we had a camera crew come and actually shoot it inside the field house from different angles and me trying this. And, and like I said, it was – I'm not even embarrassed to put this out because it's so horribly wrong because I'm like, but, like, who else out there is going to do better anyway? Like, it's one thing if you did it, like, everybody's like, oh, I can't believe you can't do that. I don't know. Go home and try it. Go to your friend's house and try it. It's not easy at all. Yeah. No, I have a I have a friend who did was the long snapper on our team in high school, and he will repeatedly remind me that uh, that like <laughs> you can't. It's it's a real skill. Like we'll make fun of him yes. for it, but it's uh it's it's that it's a real skill. Um, and you know those guys those guys definitely prove it. So, anyways. One thing I was thinking of the Pro Bowl games this is a long way of getting into, uh, again, watching some Bills fans kind of, you know, poke fun at Tua yesterday on social media. And, you know, like I kind of did the same thing when I watched more so the, the commercial he was in than what happened at the Pro Bowl games last night. But it made me think of the Dolphins in general. And just, I don't know, like 
all our attention is so focused on how the season ended. But is it right to say or is it right to feel that while we might feel like we're further away from Kansas City than ever because that was supposed to be the worst version of the Chiefs and if you can't get by the worst version of the Chiefs, I mean, inevitably, your feeling on that's going to be like, oh, are we, how are, what the, are we just never going to do it? Like you're, you, ha- you ask yourself that question: Are you just ever going to do it? Mm-hmm. I, I also thought about the Dolphins last night with Tua, and they got blocked. I guess from another guy they wanted to be their defensive coordinator, Chris Shula, um, mm-hmm. got promoted in L.A. They had interviewed Babich. They had interviewed or they wanted to interview Babbage at least, they wanted Shula uh, to be interviewed. I was listening to a Miami-based podcast yesterday where like those were the two guys that it sounded like they wanted to go after, um, more the inexperienced route. And now... I believe he is Mike's son. Mike, I, I think he's Mike's son. Mike is the coach of the Bills, yeah. one of the coaches of the I know Bills. He's, obviously, he's Don's grandson. I was going to say, I know he's Don's grandson Yeah, um, at the very least. I'll look to make sure, but yeah. Um. So we'll see where they. Oh, end I'm up. sorry. He is Dave's son. My, my, Dave's I just want to make this right. Okay, he's Dave's son. Mike is his uncle. So there you go. So they are nowhere right now with defensive coordinator. We'll see where they end up. They could still end up in a good spot. I mean, Mike Vrabel's out there. I don't think Vrabel's taking a D coordinator job, but we'll see. Um, and then there's Tua. And shouldn't Dolphins fans be feeling the same way about the Bills that the Bills feel about the Chiefs, which is that was supposed to be the worst version of them. And our quarterback stayed healthy for 17 games, and we still couldn't topple them. Like, I wonder if the Bills should be feeling, while, you know, maybe less confident than ever about their matchup of getting to the Super Bowl and get beating the Chiefs, if they should feel more confident than ever about the division, because that felt like Miami's. Is it right to say that felt like Miami's best punch? Over the course of a whole season, and the Bills were 6-6 six and six at one point, and they still ended up winning the AFC East? Yeah, I think so. I think if you're the Miami Dolphins, you're a fan of the Miami Dolphins, yeah, you're in the same space that you just said maybe about the Bills and the Chiefs, which is, if I wasn't going to do it this year, when was I going to do it? And it's not necessarily because of the Bills. It's because of your own team. Because I don't know how much better they think they can get, right? Like, they right. have to go through changes now. We talked about this with their window going back weeks and weeks, which is... Like, they've kind of loaded up here. They went out. They got Jalen Ramsey, Tyreek Hill, obviously. They have some big contracts on the books. Uh, Bradley Chubb, his contract, they reworked, they restructured. Yeah. And now, Joe, you think about the injuries they have on defense with Jalen Phillips, with Bradley Chubb, when he's going to come back. Um, Yeah, to uh, throw into Tyreek Hill. Like, how much longer can all this last? I think Waddle's going into his last year, I think, of his contract. But either way, there's there's a lot of decisions coming down the road. Their offensive line... Mm-hmm. Is it going to be easily just completely put together? Like, there's always there's been injuries there. I mean, yeah. Uh, what's the uh, the center? He's been hurt because Eichenberg took over, and his name escapes me now. But you get the point. Yeah. Of they have they have a certain window. So yes, I think while it isn't necessarily the same thing because you're thinking, oh my god, this is the worst version of the Chiefs we've seen. I don't necessarily think the Dolphins are thinking this is the worst version of the Bills. Maybe. I doubt it. But it might be about wow, this was our chance, and we were really good, and we had this great offense. Yeah, and we couldn't do it, and we had the Bills on the ropes, and they were six and six, and yeah. we couldn't punch them out and put them away. Yeah, that's maybe more how I would arrive at right. Like worst version of the Bills might be strong because they ended up 
you know, they ended up going to run at the end. They showed that they were close enough to the team they've been that they were able to overcome what I think was a three-game lead at one point from Miami. But, right, like, you had them at 6-6 six and six and you still couldn't do it. And you mentioned their cap. That's another thing I was looking at yesterday where, like, okay, what teams are around the Bills? Like, in terms of, like, okay, there's the Chargers, and that makes sense because they have a bunch of monster contracts that aren't that great. And there's the Ravens and the Saints we know about having a bad – oh, oh. The second, less cap space than the Bills. Or what I should really say is more cap space to get rid of, more cap hits to get rid of to get to the cap, uh, like just to get underneath the cap. There's the Dolphins, 31st in the league going into the offseason. And we talk about how it's going to be tough for the Bills to re-sign Gabe Davis. It's going to be tough for the Bills to re-sign Leonard Floyd. I mean, they've got stuff to do just to even get under the cap, and then you've got to figure out a way to sign guys like that. And there's the Dolphins with Christian Wilkins that needing a contract. And you mentioned Waddle needing a contract. Maybe that one's easier because Waddle's cap hit would get lowered for this year. Uh, there's the decision on Tua. You could do that, but I don't know that you just want to pay Tua on a, on a big contract and say, well, that's how we're going to get his cap hit lower for this year. Because now we're committing to Tua for long term. Jerome Baker, who we all saw how much they missed him in the playoffs when he got hurt against the Bills at linebacker. Uh, Van Ginkle, who really filled in for them nicely on the end. Like they've got Salaton, they've got a starting safety. Um, it's just, it, it's funny that they, you look back on their last two years, they really went all in. Like that yeah, was right. that was their mate. I don't want to say their best shot, but it might end up being their best shot because the Chubb deal, the Hill deal, the all of it was kind of designed to get the Bills right away. And all the problems that the Bills have cap wise with Allen's contract going up, the Dolphins are already at the same position that the Bills are for that, and they haven't even paid their quarterback. No, that's right, and that's why there's another. There's a big decision coming at him with Josh. It was a no-brainer. Like we're going to pay him. Question is how we're going to navigate going forward after we pay him. I think they'll pay Tua. They might not even give him, which could be a benefit for them. They're not going to give him like a Josh Allen contract, but they'll pay him. But that's still going to be, you know, a much bigger mm-hmm. cap hit. Now, now, as I sit here now thinking about all this, Joe, like I would, I think right now, then after you lay it out and you're right. I think the Jets, because I'm thinking Rodgers is going to come back healthy. Yep. I think the Jets are ahead of the Dolphins now going into next year because that defense was really good. And I know that towards the end of the year, they didn't have a couple good games. Even the Dolphins, you know, they played them really well. The Bills did, obviously, scored some points on them. Other teams did. But you think about the, the Jets, the way they're constructed, and the year they had without Rodgers, mm-hmm. would they win seven games, I think, yeah. without Rodgers? You put Rodgers there. If he's healthy, I'm thinking they may be better than the Dolphins next year. And that was a big debate going into this year. You know, which team? Yeah. Uh, could, out, out of the three, could either them, any of them beat the Bills and are the, have the Bills slip below them? And some people thought they did. I don't think the Bills are slipping below either of them. But right now, the way I look at it, with a healthy Rodgers, I think I'd put the Jets over the Dolphins heading into 2024. I, I, um, if I pinned one against the other, I might agree with that. I have a lot of respect for McDaniel, but I I said this yesterday too. I don't know. I'd like for this year, I might agree. It's Jets for me because of the defense and there is the if of what Rodgers will look like. It's a big if. It's an Achilles injury. It's really now 
I mean, it's going to be coming up on three years since Rodgers. Like, if we just keep saying, like, well, if they get MVP-level Aaron Rodgers, then they're going to be, you know, a a force. But we're going to be going on three years since he looked like that. Um, He was not great with the Packers in 2022. He didn't play at all last year. He's coming up on 41. He'll turn 41 during the season. So, don't get me wrong. There's questions about the Jets also. But... For me, on the Dolphins, I think I'm just kind of waiting them out until what I think will happen eventually is if if he's if he's allowed to, you know, that owner's got to be patient enough to do it, and he's you know been a little trigger happy in the past. Is McDaniel's Mike McDaniel is going to want to make I think at some point his golf for Stafford trade. He's gonna hit a ceiling. He can scheme guys open. Yeah, he point. can use Tyree Kill and Waddle the way he does with motion. He can get guys open for Tua. Tua makes the quick read most often, and it works. But what you saw last year is when you go play the great teams, when you go play the good athletic defenses, look at what Baltimore did to them in Baltimore. Or maybe that game was in Miami. I don't even remember. But either way, look what some of the great teams did to that defense. And I wonder if McDaniel now looks at his quarterback after two years and maybe after a third year and says to his GM, to his owner, this is as far as I can take this guy. It's good. Like, we can be a playoff team. But if you want to win the Super Bowl, I need a quarterback that's going to allow us to do an extra layer of things against the top defenses. And I don't know how – I don't. I'm not confident the Dolphins will be able to overcome that as long as two is their quarterback. So maybe being harsh on them, so, but so what kind of quarterback do they need for that? Because I'm thinking, okay, if you think about the mold you just talked about, it's the it's the Shanahan McVay type of offense, right? Yes. Well, who has succeeded in those offenses? I mean, yeah, Brock Purdy's a little mobile, but he's not like a runner. Right. It is. I mean, it kind of is also what Tua is, which is the more accurate guy. But I know this sounds crazy. Would Kirk Cousins thrive in this offense more than Tua? I. I'm I think he might to say yes. I'm tempted to say yes. He might. Yeah, I really am. I also we'll get into. We got to take a break, but I'll, I want to get into the Niners a little bit too because we spent so much. And by time the way, that's how I shot it to it for me. I think two is pretty good. Yeah, I do. I you know do what I mean? Too. Like I, I'm not. Yeah. I'm not saying oh, you get anybody, go get Kirk Cousins. I'm not saying that. What I'm saying is there's a certain type of quarterback that fits into that offense that makes it hum more, a little more, right? Yes. Makes it go, and that might be it. So. I, yeah, I'm yeah. sorry. You, you were saying something there, but I just, I'm not trying to bash Tua when I say that. But if you're looking for the McVeigh Shanahan type of quarterback, mm-hmm. that like a Cousins, like that guy. You're talking about Purdy. You're talking about Garoppolo going to a Super Bowl. Right. You're talking about you know, you know Stafford on his last legs, but doing what he's doing. Well, let's get let's get into that because we spend and we, we have a week still to do it because it's the Pro Bowl stuff this weekend and it's Super Bowl next weekend. But we spent so much time on like the Chiefs element. Of being in the Super Bowl, I do want to touch on like what it would mean for the Niners and Purdy to win the Super Bowl because Purdy will get put in this same category as Tua, um, and I, I do want to get to like why to me it is different, or even if it works for the Niners, why you know you've kind of got to have everything to go perfectly. I want to get to that. Belichick gets blocked. Dan Quinn is the head coach of the Commanders, so no Belichick. As a head coach in 24, I want to talk about that as well. It's also Senior Bowl week. My brother, Lou DiBiase, is going to join us at 8. He is down there at the Senior Bowl. I'm also 
We reached out to Mike Giannitti from Track. We'll see if we can make that work for later in today's show. So get into some of the Bills cap stuff maybe later on too. But Lou's going to join us at 8 uh, from the Senior Bowl on uh, some of the prospects, and especially the uh, the wide receivers, of course, that are uh, that are doing well down there. Time out here, 803-0550 is the phone number. Get your phone calls when we return. It is Jeremy and Joe. Jeremy's off today. Sal is in, and this is WGR. Call from mom. Answer it. Call silenced. Instacart knows nothing gets between you and the game. That's why they make ordering from your couch easy. Stock up today and get all your groceries for the week delivered in as fast as 30 minutes without missing a minute of the game. You have 47 new voicemails. Download the app to get free delivery on your first three orders while supplies last. Minimum $10 per order. Additional terms apply. T-Mobile has invested billions to light up America's largest 5G network from big cities to small towns, including right here in yours. And great coverage is just the beginning. Right now, families and small businesses can save up to 20% versus AT&T and Verizon when they switch. Visit your local T-Mobile store today. Plan savings with three lines of T-Mobile essentials versus comparable available plans. Plan features and taxes and fees may vary. After the end of a good fight, you deserve an ice-cold reward. Medela is the mark of a fighter. You've earned this rich golden lager with a crisp, refreshing taste. Because you know, the bigger the fight, the better the reward. You put in the hours, the energy, the tough labor. You are a fighter. And Medela is your reward. Medela, the mark of a fighter. Drink responsibly. Beer imported by Crown Port, Chicago, Illinois. Gotta talk. And that's generally not a good thing when your coach tells you gotta talk. Like, all right, what's up? And he's like, uh, I think our third string quarterback's our best quarterback. I'm like, okay. I'm like, what does that mean? We've invested in Trey, like Trey's doing a good job, like we're gonna do everything that we can, we're not gonna change that. And we're not gonna change the chart, the depth chart, but like I think Brock will end up being our quarterback at some point. One thing that owners don't love to hear when they've invested money and or draft picks or both into people that the last pick in the draft is the guy that we think is the best. That's that's generally not great news. But when Brock took over last year, like I think we had a calm about us, but there was a sense that like nothing catches you by surprise. That is Jed York. Jed York of the San Francisco 49ers, the uh, CEO. I don't know if is he technically the owner also. Uh, CEO of the team. He might also be officially the owner. Um, yes, he at least has you know part ownership. So, anyways, that's him on Brock Purdy and Kyle Shanahan coming to him during training camp of Purdy's rookie year. So last year's training camp, and saying that he thinks that Purdy's our best quarterback right now. Remember, they went into that year with Trey Lance as the starting quarterback. He broke his ankle. Garoppolo came in, then he got hurt. Purdy came in, and then they've really—they've uh, never looked back. That—that that has got to be something. It, he even kind of said it there, Sal. That it's not necessarily the first thing you want to hear as an owner if your coach comes in and says, "Hey, I think our third-string quarterback that we picked in the seventh round is our best quarterback." <sighs> but hey, that's right. He ended up being right, I think. All right. So, yes or no question. You ready? Yep. Is Brock Purdy a system quarterback? 
I'm. What do you think, Joe? I think he is. I think he is. I um. He's a. He's a. I, there's nothing wrong with this. I think too often this gets labeled as an insult. Um, and okay. for some guys, maybe it is more than others. I think he's a good game manager. That that's it. I think he's a good game manager. Ooh. And Alex in, Smith would not. Alex Smith would not be happy. With I know. You. I heard. Did you I see heard, his thing on I that? Did, I did. He was very. He he said he's not allowed in. And he's he the, said he's he said as the president of the yeah of the game <laughs> is he the president they say yeah, of the, the game, game managers club? club he's not allowed in it was great that's a great line by the way yeah. from Alex Smith as the president of the game managers club he's not allowed in he showed these throws he's like that's not a game manager throw but okay like just because you're a you're right I agree with mm-hmm. you just because you might be a game manager doesn't mean you can't make some really nice throws but you are making right. sure that you don't screw the game up right? right I mean they don't they ask Purdy to not screw the game up kind of. They're not asking him to win. He's not carrying the team necessarily. Right. Like, there's a lot of other weapons. He's getting the ball to the people who can carry the team. I mean, it's, you know, the Bills, you watch Josh Allen, and what do we talk about sometimes on a Monday morning? Boy, if Josh didn't put the cape on, the Bills lose. Mm-hmm. Do you really talk about Purdy like that ever? Not really. It's funny, though. He did kind of have that game last week, didn't he? Yeah, like or was it against half. the Packers or last week? Last Maybe week. last week in the second half. Packer yeah. game. Packer game. He was not good. Um, that's right. That's right. It, yeah, the second half of the Jordan Lions Love game. Was. It was a little bit of put the cape yeah, right. on, but that was one half of it. And you know the Lions were good. Don't I don't want to take all the credit away, but that defense was not. It was the worst of the four defenses remaining um, of the four teams. And really, what's funny is Alex Smith said he's not allowed in. I kind of think of Alex Smith as the best comparison for Brock Purdy because they make throws. They when they're surrounded by a lot of talent, it, it, they win a bunch of games. They can make a big throw here and there, and they're not Josh Allen or Lamar Jackson. But this was Alex Smith too. Make some plays with his legs. Maybe Smith made a little more with his legs happen than than Purdy did. Smith, I'm looking now, had like a year where he ran for like 400 yards, uh, 500 yards even. I don't know that Purdy will ever do that. But I kind of think of him as an Alex Smith-type player. So, again, I don't want to be critical and call him a game manager and let that be like I don't believe in him as a quarterback. Um, I just think he has the benefit of being surrounded by the best combination of offensive coaching, offensive linemen, and weapons that anyone has seen in the league maybe in multiple years. Okay, so I I agree with you. I, I look at it a little different in this situation than I do a lot of other situations when we talk about game managers or system quarterbacks, okay? It's 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 kind of a almost like a reverse. So this this particular team, the San Francisco 49ers, their system they run. Kyle Shanahan, we see McVay, but let's say McDaniel. I think Shanahan and McDaniel are very similar like what I'm about to say, which is so even even the Niners, Joe, what did they do a few years ago? They said all right, we got to go out and get like our Josh Allen. We're going to go out and draft a guy that you, we're going to take this offense even to the next level, right? They go out and draft Trey Lance. They give up a whole bunch of stuff. Now, maybe Trey Lance just stinks. I don't know. I don't happen to think he does necessarily. I know he got hurt, but he could not do. It. He couldn't beat out Brock Purdy. He mm-hmm. couldn't do. He couldn't do it. Mm-hmm. Th- this this particular offense kind of does hold back. I think the. Unbelievable, athletic, big arm, do everything crazy quarterback because you don't want him to. You want the quarterback in this system to highlight everyone around them, right? Mm-hmm. Wouldn't that be the way to kind of put yeah. it the way you just did a yes. little while ago? That's what I think. So, so that's why you just said a little while ago about McDaniel and Tua. 
Joe, even if McDaniel said, he goes to the Chris Greer and he says, look, I, I've, this got quarterback's taken us far enough. I got to go out and get somebody else. Joe, I don't know. Like, you, you can – yeah, Josh Allen's special, right? Mm-hmm. But if they draft their Trey Lance, they draft a guy who has all these special traits, I don't know if it works. I don't know if it works because you're not asking the quarterback to do that in these systems. You're asking yeah. the quarterback to do what Tua's basically been able to do very efficiently and effectively. Yeah. You're asking what Brock Purdy's been able to do very effectively and efficiently. That it's almost holding back the quarterback position. These systems, if that makes sense. It, it, yeah, I, I hear what you're saying. I think they're like Lance is tough for me because I liked the prospect, and we only got to see two games really of him, and one was in a monsoon. Like mm-hmm. really, what you have to go on, and I mean, Jed York just kind of said it is the Niners saw camp and. They might have even liked Lance and Camp, but they didn't like him as much as Purdy. They they liked Purdy mm-hmm. more. They thought Purdy looked better. And I remember when they traded Lance at the beginning of the year, Shanahan, or maybe it was Lynch, maybe Lynch said this, um, John Lynch, their, G, their general manager, that when Lance was going in, they had made adjustments to the offense. It wasn't the same offense. There was more of a vertical element to it. Right. There was more, you know, rolling the pocket, more quarterback power stuff to utilize his legs. And then when he got hurt and Purdy came in and it went really well, they went into the next training camp and Purdy was kind of the front runner. So basically what Shanahan did was like tell Trey Lance, we're not really going back to that offense that was designed around your strengths. We're running the offense we always have under Garoppolo, Mm -hmm. and we're going to give you your shot to win it, but you're going to have to win it in this style of offense. And that's when Purdy, I think, really put put his, his, his foot down and said, this is my team now, because it was an offense more designed for his traits. I think if it doesn't have to go this way, it wouldn't have to work. There, Lance is an example of it didn't. But there are other examples where I think you see that Shanahan offense. You see those style of offenses. I think Stafford is a good example of this. I think Matt Ryan is. And those guys are not Allen. Those guys are not even mobile. All right. I mean is, like, just give me one more added element of... Give me a quarterback that can make the, with the big arm that can make some big throws down the field that can do a little bit more off structure. Because Stafford's one of those guys where... He doesn't, you know, scramble around and th- make throws off structure like that. But there'll be a, a play where everybody's covered, and he'll laser a throw into a spot. He'll throw a guy open just with his pure arm talent that I don't really think guys like Brock Purdy are fully capable of. Like, that's where I stop short with Purdy. It's not even just the mobility. It's why is he a game manager for me? Like there are throws that I think Matthew Stafford can make that even Matt Ryan was able to make with Shanahan in Atlanta, where I don't know that he can do it. I I don't again. I'm still kind of though up in the air on him because we are only into year two. I I, I don't want to completely. Like, I'm not. I, I hope it'll come off as oh my god. It's so like it's so easy for the quarterback. It might. It, it is. It is easier. But also, how do I want to say this? I okay. Matt Ryan was amazing for a year in the system. He was the league MVP right. in that system. In 2016, his numbers were unbelievable, yeah. by the way. 
You go back and look, he threw 70% and close to 5,000 yards. Yeah. I'm looking right now, Joe, 38 touchdowns, seven interceptions for Matt Ryan. Yeah. Like, if you get the right quarterback for that system, it can be unbelievable, outstanding. Look what Ryan did. Mm-hmm. So, yeah, you can highlight the quarterback and have him have these great years. But you also, I think, you are putting restrictions on certain quarterbacks if you play in that system. And and, mm-hmm. and that's why I think, like, when you say if – if McDaniel wants to move on from Tua, they have to be careful the kind of guy they want to get. He might take him to a ceiling, but he's actually really good for that system, Tua is. Yeah. And I don't, I, I'd be weary if I'm a Dolphins fan of, okay, well, you know what? He's taken as far as we can go. Let's go draft the next guy. Let's go trade for a Justin Fields. And I'm using that because all the athleticism, he's so much more mobile. Like, it does, it's not going to work with a lot of those guys, even though those guys may have the traits that are off the charts and be really good at else, elsewhere. Do you think if the Niners win, it will be seen as it won't be like you know you hear copycat league a lot? I don't think I don't think a lot of teams are going to go. Well, now I could just put my seventh round quarterback in there, and I just got to have no, my play caller, right. and that's it. But do you think there will be any takeaway of like justification for those types of maybe maybe the coaches will be the ones that really get the credit, right? Like. Right. Because I don't know, like, will the Dolphins feel more vindicated to keep going with Tua if they see the Niners with Purdy win the Super Bowl? Yeah, for sure. But I think the Dolphins are already motivated to do that. I, mm. I mean, they have this decision coming up in his fifth year. I just can't believe they're going to move on. It's, they, I think they know they ha- this has to work for a couple more years at least. I think that the Dolphins at least figure it's got to work for a couple more years. We've got to make an investment here. But you're right. It's a good question. I'm looking at Shanahan's coaching tree, right? Yeah. I mean, I don't know. Dan Quinn is a part of it. That's, you know, this is always is tough it? to do because guys who worked with them. Um, didn't, let's didn't, see who wait, else. wait, wait. Shanahan worked under Quinn, though, didn't he? Uh, that's right. That's the reverse. Okay. I'm looking at the reverse say. here. Um, who else? Oh, here we go. Man. Jeff Halfley, who's now, oh, didn't Jeff Halfley just get hired by somebody? Uh, defensive coordinator, that's right. He went to Boston College, now he's Robert Sala, defense. Mike yeah. McDaniel, and Demi- so really he's got nobody on offense. D'Amico Ryans is in Houston now. These are all defensive guys. Yeah. So nobody on offense yet. But that's where I think you'd see it, Joe. What I think would happen is, over the next couple of years, you're going to see a little bit like the McVay effect a few years ago, but nothing to the degree of it. But yeah. if even now with them getting to the Super Bowl, but if they do win the Super Bowl... I think you'll see teams going, hey, you know what? Get someone from that tree who knows how to do this because, you know what, if we can do it without spending the world on quarterbacks, mm-hmm. yeah, you're right. Not, you're not drafting a seventh rounder, but we don't have to have the Josh Allens of the world or the Patrick Mahomes of the world, and we're going to be really good anyway. Yeah. R- real quick before we take a timeout on that, McDaniel is the one offensive guy on the Shanahan tree that has a head right. coaching job right now because, right, defensive, you got uh, D'Amico Ryans, you have Robert Sala, you've got a couple over there. For McDaniel, like I wonder what he thinks about this because you just said it. The benefit of what the Niners have right now is Shanahan's system can maximize a quarterback that you're only paying a million dollars to in Brock Purdy. It allows you to pay Christian McCaffrey sixteen million and Debo Samuel twenty million, and mm-hmm. you, they'll That's be exactly right. they'll be able to play pay Brandon Ayuk this offseason to be able to pay George Kittle top tight end money to pay go let's go get Trent Williams at left tackle for all this millions of dollars. You're allowed to do that because of your quarterback. McDaniel knows time's up on Tua's contract. You don't get that benefit with Tua. I can't do what the Niners do fully because 
their quarterback cost them $1 million, and my quarterback on an extension is going to cost me what? 40 48 Like, it's going to be right. a lot. Time out here. If you're on hold, stay there. There was a big trade in baseball last night, so we can, we can get you in on that if we want. Uh, I want to talk Belichick at some point in the 7 o'clock hour, so stay tuned for that as well. And if you've got a thought on this. Also, i got a question for everybody on Twitter that we'll tackle a little bit later. It's All-Star Weekend, NHL, and the Pro Bowl as well. I want to know when All-Star games peaked for you. Guessing it was when you were a kid. But I've got my answer, and I want to hear yours as well. Stay tuned. Jeremy and Joe. Jeremy's off today. Sal's in. This is WGR. Baseball is back, and so is MLB.tv. Watch every out-of-market, regular-season game on your favorite streaming devices. Anywhere, anytime, all season long. Follow the action live or on demand. Track four games at once with multi-view mode. And catch up with in-game highlights. Plus, original programs, minor league broadcasts, and local pre- and post-game shows. Go to MLB.tv to start your free trial today. Blackout and other restrictions apply. Major League Baseball trademarks used with permission. All right, let's go right out to the phone lines. Get connected with our fans. Brought to you by Northtown Kia. Shop online at NorthtownKia.com. Jeremy and Joe, but Jeremy's off today. He'll be back on Monday. Sal's in. Jared and Erie is up next. Hey, Jared. Sal and Joe, I hope you guys are having a great morning. Love the show and the work you both do. Thank you, sir. Thank you. I just wanted to provide a little on the Hurt and Madden thing. Mm Mm-hmm. Reason to figure out long snappers in Madden. So long snappers are listed as 42 overall tight ends. Yes. Now now they are. I know when I was a kid they weren't even in the game, but now they are, yeah. Overall. But uh, the main reason I called was mm-hmm. opinion on the Corbin Burns trade. Do you think he's personal? He is an Orioles fan. I am over the moon. Mm-hmm. Hey Jerry, I think we're 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 losing you kind of yeah. every now and then, but I think we got the uh, we got the question. I took it because I know Brian Cozio's an Orioles fan, and Sal, I heard your yeah. I heard in your voice a little bit yesterday when we had Jeremy Kahn from Baltimore on about um, how good the Orioles might be uh, looking, and then they did that last night. Okay, so it's so funny, Jared. I'll tell you the story. Last night, I see on social media Corbin Burns traded, and. My son is a big baseball fan, and he collects cards, and he watches baseball. And he had mentioned the name Corbin Burns to me recently about something. I think he got a card of him or something. He was very excited. So, Joe, that's a true story. So it's funny Jared called about this because I said, hey, Max, Corbin Burns just got traded to the Orioles. And he did one of those, what? What? Like, <laughs> he's so good. What did they get? And mm-hmm. I'm like, I don't know, a couple prospects. Dad, that is a horrible trade. What is going on? Like, he was mad, Joe. He's so mad. I'm like, all right, man. Like, I, yep, I get it. The, or, the, the, the Orioles are going to be better now, but there you go. That, Jared, there's the reaction from, uh, someone who knows because, yeah, I know he's a really good player. And, um, and I know that I don't think they gave up much in return, but yeah, that was, that was the reaction last night in my house. It was one of those, what did they give up? Are you kidding me? Because he doesn't understand the dynamics and the financials and things like that. Mm-hmm. To him, it's just, how could you trade that player for, mm hmm. A couple pieces, basically. And now Sal's got to watch his son grow up with the looking up at the Orioles. The yes, Baltimore I know. Orioles of all teams. <sighs> Amazing. 
is the phone number. If you're on hold, stay there. We'll get to you. Uh, When we come back, when did All-Star Games peak for you? I've got my answer. I want to hear Sal's answer, and I want to hear your answer. So give us a call. We'll go through some tweets as well. Jody Biasi, Sal Capaccio, hour two, back after this on WGR. T-Mobile has invested billions to light up America's largest 5G network from big cities to small towns, including right here in yours. And great coverage is just the beginning. Right now, families and small businesses can save up to 20% versus AT&T and Verizon when they switch. Visit your local T-Mobile store today. Plan savings with three lines of T-Mobile essentials versus comparable available plans. Plan features and taxes and fees may vary. We get it. Attention spans just aren't what they used to be. Heads in social media and eyes on Netflix. But what do people do with their ears? Well, for one... They're listening to audio. Americans spend 4.4 hours with audio every day. Oh, and you want the proof? Well, you just sat through this ad that's now approaching 30 seconds. What could you say to a potential customer in 30 seconds? Let Odyssey put together a media plan tailor-made for your unique marketing needs. Advertise with Odyssey. Visit ads.odyssey.com. 